Welcome to episode 476 of South Cedo Paranormal. And tonight I'm sharing true paranormal stories on the web. As always, you can find all episodes of the show along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is southcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from, from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you are here for the live streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds Radio Network, KUAP. KUAP, excuse me, Digital Broadcasting, and uh, there you can hear replays of two episodes of my show every night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and putting them up on the station. If you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review the podcast, uh, the show on your podcast platform of choice. Also, I've written some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can find online on, on Amazon. And uh, if you'd like to receive extra episodes of the show, at least one a month, uh, you can sign up for the Patreon for the show. And there. Uh, there are four different membership tiers, but you get the extra show every month, uh, no matter what level you sign up on. Also, if you'd just like to make a one-time donation, you can do that through PayPal and, and or Venmo. And uh, help is never expected, but always appreciated, uh, as there are expenses in making the show. Um, and anything that you, uh, any way that you're able to help will make the show better over time. So, um and of course, those expenses include equipment and research materials, and then also travel expenses. Um, I'll be going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this year, uh, November 4th and 5th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. It's a weekend. And uh, I'll be there doing, making recordings of myself and anyone else who wants to join me to talk about the paranormal and experiences and um, anything within those two topics. So... And then I will share those recordings on the show once I get back home. So I think that covers just about everything. So I, I can get on to the stories here. And let's see. This first one says, One night, after some friends and I had been out dancing and drinking, one, one friend came back to stay overnight in my place. I gave them the guest room. It was furnished in uh, French country style and uh, antiques. Even though the light flickered a few times while I've been in that room, I always felt safe there. But my friend came out to the living room not long after going in, apparently disoriented. My friend claimed that two children were in the guest room. And they didn't want her there. 
so she decided to sleep on the couch instead. What was odd is that she didn't believe in, in ghosts. I don't know what happened or how to explain this experience. And that's where that story ends. Um, it's really amazing. I wonder if uh, the friend was more sensitive or if than they ever let on or if they were, if these apparitions or entities, whatever they were, just really decided they they needed to make themselves known that in that one case. And it was a stranger to them. Maybe they were used to the person that, the writer that that lived there, but then when someone new came in, uh, they didn't like that and sort of made uh, made that known. Hard to say, but uh does sound like, I mean, of course, lights flickering, sometimes, they're, sometimes that can happen through just electrical issues. But if you take this into just the, just go with the paranormal, that can also, in some cases, indicate um, different energies moving through a place and or sometimes I, I would think even conscious entities or soul, spirits or souls or whatever whatever's there, um, that can be them trying to sort of make give a sign that they're there. And so if you take that that initial those the initial experiences of the lights flickering and then combine that with the experience of this friend, now I'm wondering, did they see these children or did they just hear them? Of course there's not a lot of details there. But um, I'd be curious about any details that, of course, the friend didn't share in that case, or at least the writer didn't share. And uh, but and of course, I wonder uh, what what else happened in that room after that fact, or even before that. That that maybe even happened to the previous owners of the place or renters or whatever the case may be. If that room has a history of uh, of experiences or not. And to me, that's always a question. And whether it's the answer is no, there's never been any other experiences there, or yes, there have been many. Either answer is amazing in a way because it just makes you wonder why then, in either case. So um, I wonder maybe if, uh, even though these two, the writer and their friend, they were friends, I w I'm wondering how. How close, how close to a friend they were, how, how well they, the writer knew that friend. Uh, I would guess if you're letting them stay in your home, then you must trust them. Uh, so, but I'm also wondering if, uh, if it's someone maybe that you just didn't think about it and you just let them stay just because they seemed okay at the party or whatever. What if there was something about them that maybe the kids, that there are kids, um, didn't like that maybe the, the friend was able to keep hidden uh, from the writer, but maybe not from these kids or these other, um, basically these other entities. That's always a possibility, I think. And in some cases, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a good or evil thing. It can just be a personality difference. People can just have problems getting along in some cases, and it's not even a I don't think it always has to be a, a good versus evil thing. It's just how just different kinds of people all all around. So 
maybe for those kids, that person just really didn't work. So all, all kinds of possibilities there as always. So moving on to the next story. Let's see here. This one says, Re recently I purchased a vintage clown doll from a garage sale. I kept the doll in the basement closet over the years. I moved the doll multiple times and moved to a new home as well. Once I settled in, I put the doll on a miniature rocking chair and then on the couch while I was doing some cleaning and reorganizing. One day, my two roommates and I went out for ice cream. When we returned, the doll was no longer on the sofa. At first, I wondered if my roommates had played a prank on me, but we had been together since I had last seen the doll. I looked everywhere for the doll, which was large enough to make it difficult to hide, but I never found it, and my roommates swore, swore they had nothing to do with its disappearance. And that's where that story ends. Um, I'm wondering, of course, whenever it comes to dolls or e any objects, but especially dolls, it seems, they can really be sort of centers of um, paranormal activity. And then if you think of how clowns are sort of a divisive, uh, um, basically people either like them or they don't in a lot of cases, um, I'm wondering how old that doll was. If there could have been some energy attached to it, uh, maybe some some uh, energy or consciousness that was attached to it didn't want to be there anymore, and somehow managed to teleport the thing out of there. It I think that is rare, but not impossible. You hear about people who have objects that vanish and reappear from homes all the time, in the paranormal anyway. Um, my favorite story about that is the one from a while back that I shared with this family who, where the, the writer, their dad was in, walking in the kitchen of their house, which had this really weird, uh, spot in the kitchen that everything, it just felt weird. And this one day the father dropped his, his phone. And when they all looked at the floor, even though they heard the sound of it hitting the floor, well, it, the phone wasn't there. And then years later, this the writer uh, and their brother, I believe it was, they happened to be in the house and they heard the sound of something hitting the floor. And they went back to that kitchen and there there was the phone that had fallen out of their father's hands or pocket or whatever and and then disappeared. So it's like this phone in this one case just went through some kind of a, who knows, time some kind of a portal through time that brought it forward into the future somehow. I wonder how much time passed. I'm getting into another story here. But the point is, objects in, in the paranormal, in unexplained situations, have been known to disappear. So um, now it is, I think, the one possibility I have to maybe... Consider with this clown story, it would be odd, though. 
I would think if someone came into the house to get this, uh, to get, to take anything, um, to steal things, it'd be really, really odd for them to just take the doll and nothing else. And for there not to be any signs of a break-in that I'm guessing that the writer would have noticed and mentioned. Um, so I don't know what that one, that's an amazing, amazing story. And of course, where did the doll go? Now, is it going to be a case where it popped up later on or it does pop up later on? Um, somewhere in, in our future to where the writer will find it and then not even think about, um, Basically, post making other, any other posts online about how it just appeared one day. I think that's always possible. Um, but yeah, neat story there. So moving on to the next one. This one says, I have had many experiences with ghosts. As a fan of paranormal things, I often find myself in situations involving spirits. The one I want to talk about here happened when I was around four or five years old. I was at my stepdad's apartment with my mom and two stepsisters. While playing on the computer, I heard a thump coming from the closet. The closet was behind me, separated by a wall. When I looked, I saw a Halloween decor a decoration scarecrow leaning out of the closet doors sorry facing me i screamed and called for my parents who were on the balcony i believe it was a ghost or spirit especially because the apartment had frequent paranormal activity like opening drawers slamming doors and footsteps at night i often think about this encounter and wonder if it was a genuine paranormal experience. So that's the end of that one. Now, I'm guessing they don't remember remember what happened or if the, the thing was still there or if it was gone once they came back, if they say there were four or five and this was how many ever years ago. Um, I'm, I'm just curious, though, was the closet, were the closet doors in the same position when they came back as they had been? with this thing sticking out of it, was it an actual decoration, but they were still getting a sense of a presence somehow from it? Or I do think in some cases, um, different entities can sort of, uh, make things appear to be different than they really are. So I'm wondering if there was something, if it was some kind of a decoration, was it being manipulated so that, or was the person there, was the writer there somehow, their their perception being altered so that it looked more frightening than it really was? Um, does sound like they lived in an active location, so it's hard to know, but that does sound like a lot of, um, other than just the footsteps, there's a lot of objects being manipulated there. From that closet, the, the closet door to the just doors in general, and then and then I'm guessing cabinet drawers. Things that um, 
you have to uh, if you're going to move it a lot, you have to have some force behind uh, to to ability to move it. So unless there's a win, which I always kind of figure in these stories, people if they're writing them, then they're probably going to try to try to rule that out. Um, so at least I always hope so. But yeah, so I don't know what they experienced there. Um, it's it's really odd that there was a couple of stories tonight in a, in a row like that with uh, involving objects that uh, are made to look like people in a way, or at least humanoid, um, that have paranormal sur- uh, activity surrounding them or involving them. And uh, it's really amazing that there's a couple of stories that um, – about famous dolls, of course, that are said to be sort of um, have all kinds of paranormal activity surrounding them. Uh, we've covered them in the show before. Uh, a good friend of the show, Jen, and I covered um, two of those, uh, Robert the Doll and then, uh, of course, the uh, Annabelle story. Uh, but so and if you go off of those, and, and I know I've heard before that um, a lot of people think that there's nothing really to the the um, original story of Annabelle, Annabelle, and yet the museum where it's, and we talked about this in that one show, the, the museum where it's held is said to have activity surrounding it. So um, I don't doubt that that is possible. And I'm sure there are all kinds of things out there, objects out there that um, either contain or are manipulated by other forces to make it look like they're somehow alive in a way. So really amazing uh, um, phenomenon there in terms of the how and the why and all those things. So, um, so yeah, that's all I have on that one. But just uh, funny how those two stories came up back to back. Um, moving on to the next story here. This one says, once I find my spot, I lost it. There you go. I found it now. Had to scroll down. Okay. This one says, recently, my sister and I were discussing the various paranormal experiences we have had throughout our lives. We are both in our early 20s as of now. I told my sister about a memory I had of seeing a Native American man by my window when I shared a room with my sister in our old apartment. Surprisingly, my sister confirmed that she also saw the same figure. My sister and I often have often experienced paranormal events together, which makes us feel less crazy. Despite the sightings, we believe the experiences were not negative. It felt uh, I lost this. okay. There we go. It felt more like someone was watching over us. We both feel a spiritual connection with the paranormal, uh, with the world. Sorry, based on this and other spiritual experiences. Our father used to say that he was of Native American heritage, which I had previously doubted, but now I wonder if it's connected to the Native American man my sister and I both saw. 
I want to ask my father about it, although he tended to exaggerate stories for entertainment, so I am not sure what he would say. So that's the end of that story. Um, does sound like those two siblings have a connection uh, to each other and then possibly to the paranormal. And um, so, yeah, I, I have no doubt they could have seen that. I'm wondering, I know that the sister said that she saw the same thing as the writer. I'm wondering if that was at the same and at the same moment, at the same on the same night, or multiple nights. Uh, in that case, I don't know. But um, there are plenty of stories out there of people seeing these apparitions of uh, people from other times, and of course, you never know for sure if it's a spirit or if it's some kind of a time anomaly, depending on the the positioning of the apartment. I'm guessing, though. I mean, unless the apartment was on the ground floor then maybe there would be a way for um, that to happen still. But, uh, but yeah, those kind of appearances are always amazing to me, these figures from the history of, a, of, an, of an area. And then when there's multiple witnesses as well, that's always amazing as well. Um, I haven't had that so far in a single experience, but I've had that with, of course, uh, multiple experiences where some family members and I saw the same thing just at different times. And uh, so that's, that, but still it's a, an amazing thing anyway, just because we could sort of verify with each other that um, maybe we did see something and there was something going on. Uh, that's of course my, my, what used to be my grandparents' house. And since we only have a couple minutes left here, I think um, even though I've shared the story before, I'll just, summarize it here again since there's not a lot of time for another story um so my grandparents moved into this house in uh the town where i live now and i believe it was the 60s i'm not sure though totally but it was many years ago before i was born and uh and of course they had their their children which was of course my my dad and his siblings but um not long after they moved in, or at some point after they moved in, my grandma one day saw a woman standing at the stove or in front of the stove in the kitchen. My grandma had walked away from the kitchen for a minute to do something else and came back, and there was a woman standing there in a blue dress with a white apron, and then apparently she just vanished. So at some point after that, my dad was going up the stairs to the second floor. There's a couple of landings on the stairs that they kind of double back on each other uh, to go into the upstairs hallway. And he saw this woman standing on the first landing of the stairs, uh, same clothes and everything, uh, sweeping the landing. And then she just vanished. Years later, my cousin and I happened to be walking past that stairwell. And we saw that same woman in that, on that landing. Although we, she was transparent to us. Uh, but we could still see her, and I could still see her, which is amazing. Um, and, of course, what I found out after is that my grandma, year, many years ago, went to, to the neighbor's house to visit. They were friends, and the neighbor had slipped away for a minute, and my grandma saw a picture uh, um, in the house of this woman. And the neighbor came back and said, oh, yeah, that was my, that was my uh, mother-in-law. That was the, the husband of that family's uh, mother who was the original owner of 
the house that became my grandparents' house. So just a quick refresher on that story there. So thank you all for listening. And uh, that's all I have time for tonight. And I will talk to you all on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care.